Hey there, welcome to the podcast. We're talking stress today and a, from a little bit of a different point of view than we normally talk about it and actually how it impacts the brain, which was really cool to learn how we process it in the brain and what happens when we don't process it fully. And that is what today's guest, Rachel, is going to tell us all about and how to get it all processed. Even the things that were not processed when they happened back in the day can still get it through your system now and feel better, which as we know, really impacts our hormones. So excited for you to listen. Before we dive into the episode, I did want to remind you or tell you for the first time, if you didn't know, that I will be doing a workshop on the biggest issue I see in my practice and with women I know in general, especially over age 40, and that is sleep. The struggle is real, right? So I put together this workshop called Sleep, How to Get It and How to Keep It All Night because I want to be able to help so many of you around this area because it was such an Achilles heel for me um, for probably two to almost three years after my surgeries went awry. I did not have a full night of sleep after that, and it was horrendous. And so I know uh, how much it impacted me to not have that and how things shifted for me when I started having good, solid sleep for seven to eight hours a night without waking up again um, once I got to that point. And then really how it helped my hormones too. So this workshop is all about that. I'm going to teach you how to get better sleep. I'm going to tell you what you need to do. I'm going to tell you all the things that it can impact your sleep and how to shift or change them. And I'm also going to explain to you all the different ways that um, not getting enough sleep impacts your health. It's not just your hormones. It even impacts your mitochondria. So this is a big deal. It really is not only just the foundation of our health, but you know, if you don't get the sleep, then nothing else is going to work. So I hope that you will join me. It is on February 15th at 12 p.m. And even if you can't make it at that time, and that's Eastern Standard Time, depending on where you're listening in the world, um, even if you can't make it at that time, sign up because you will get sent the replay um, almost immediately afterwards. And you also will get a free bonus worksheet. So all the things that I teach in the actual workshop are going to be on the worksheet so that you have an easy thing to access, print it out, put it on your fridge, put it next to your bed so you can remind yourself of the things you need to do to sleep better. And I'm also including a bonus EFT session that is going to help you if you are struggling with insomnia or if you're struggling with waking up in the middle of the night and not being able to get back to sleep. So either or, it's going to help. So I'm so excited to share this info for you with you. And all you have to do to sign up is go to my website site, christinegarvin.com. You'll see at the very top of the page that you can sign up through that link there. I believe it is a blue link, most likely. And um, yes. And so yeah, if you have any questions, you can always reach out and um, let me know. But hope to see you there. In the meantime, let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. Hey there, and welcome to Hormonally Speaking. I'm your host, Christine Garvin, a functional health coach. Each week, I speak with an incredible guest expert on all things women's hormones. We're here to empower you to take back control of your body, health, and well-being, and to learn about the latest in research and solutions when it comes to getting your hormones happy. 
No part of this podcast should be construed as medical advice, and we always recommend working with a professional practitioner to figure out what's best for your body. Now let's dive in with today's guest. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Hormonally Speaking. Today we are talking about something that you know I like to talk about because it's such a huge aspect of our hormone health and yet it is overlooked or maybe kind of pushed to the side when we talk about hormones. Everybody wants to jump onto estrogen and progesterone, but before we get there, there's all kinds of things that are impacting other hormones like insulin and cortisol, our stress hormone. So today's guest is going to be talking about anxiety and stress and how this impacts your body in multiple ways that we haven't even covered on the podcast before. So I'm super excited to talk about it today. My guest is Rachel McLeod, who is a mental health therapist and emotional wellness coach. Through years of successfully helping clients move their anxiety, depression, and trauma disorders into remission, she's developed a program that empowers people to skillfully get rid of symptoms and heal. She's also the facilitator of the Facebook group, Releasing the Baggage of Anxiety, Depression, and Traumatic Stress, where she delivers free training on leading interventions that work well for getting rid of symptoms, not just coping or managing them. Her mission is to empower people to do their healing work effectively, safely, and skillfully. You can find out more at her website, rachelmcleod.com. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so glad that you're here. I, as I mentioned, I love this topic and I love getting um, different views of it. And I think it's, you know, even what was just said in your bio, you're not trying to pe- just teach people how to cope, but actually right. how to heal it. Right. So let's, let's start with maybe, you know, breaking down just kind of the basis, basics of anxiety, how the body handles it, how the brain handles it for people that don't know. Yeah. Um, I, gosh, I love this topic. I don't enjoy anxiety at all, but it's really fascinating how, um, you know, if you think about our body as a sensing organ, it's like receiving all this information from outside of us and within us. And then it sends all the information up to the front of the brain to Mm -hmm. make sense of our world and give it words and understanding and insights. And um, all these things that are very necessary for us to create accurate maps of the world, accurate reactions, accurate responses, and then really to put our best self forward into it. Mm-hmm. Right? And so that's really mm-hmm. how it's designed to work. However, all the positive emotions just flow through this process. It flows through the mind-body connection. It th- flows through up the brainstem, past the survival system, and up to the front of the brain because there's no threat involved. Mm-hmm. And then you have all these other emotions that are in that emotion that's that is vital to understanding the world, but they are not as positive. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. register in the brain as pain, mm-hmm. um, social pain, emotional pain, mental pain and um, relational pain and that stuff registers it alerts the pain neurons in the brain mm-hmm. and then that it starts ringing those right the little alarms mm-hmm. ring and then that starts triggering the survival system to interpret that we're under attack we're mm-hmm. da- we're in danger and so all of a sudden we shift out of a processing state and into a survival state and that is that survival state is where we will have that amped up adrenaline Mm-hmm. all those things mm-hmm. and um, where we'll experience that fight or flight freeze faint or fawn mm-hmm. so, um, uh, all the additional f's that haven't been talked about for a long yeah. time right <laughs> there's right. a lot of- and when we're there it's not that's not a choice center when that survival system takes over we don't get choices and then we're like why am i behaving like this why can't i control any of this you're not supposed to 
Right. right? It's right. We're under an automatic program for our survival that has done a pretty good job mm-hmm. keeping mm-hmm. us alive for, you know, thousands and tens and thousands of years. Right. And so it's designed to work like this, but mm-hmm. a lot of times it's not, um, it's not, it's no longer accurate, right? Mm-hmm. We're no longer being chased by lions and tigers and, mm-hmm. um, and being, you know, hurting somebody's feelings. It doesn't mean you're going to get kicked out of the tribe anymore. You know, right. and you're going to be left to defend for yourself. And, right. and there's just different pieces here where we don't need to be under survival state like we are. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. but the system, so when, when that pain starts moving, we're likely to go into a survival state, but the system's also designed that um, if you can get, send messages to the survival system that, hey, we're safe, mm-hmm. we're okay. The survival system will join back in with mm. the body and the mind and it'll go back into a whole brain state and really process the energy that's moving. Mm. So all that pain energy gets to be converted and actually mm-hmm. the brain will take out the pain and really convert that into amazing things like hope and courage and joy. Like mm-hmm. pain is not supposed to, emotional pain, once it gets past that, those pain neurons, it's, it really gets converted into beautiful things. Mm. And so, um, but also it's information. All of a sudden we have all this information about what's going on in the world outside of us, what's going on inside of us. Mm-hmm. We're getting accurate data. We're getting the the light and the dark. We're getting the good and the bad. We're getting all of the pieces and that way we can come together and create something very accurate. So we're mm. helping the brain really understand what's going on here. And so there's just beautiful opportunity in here, but a lot of us have lost the art of bringing the survival system back together. Right. Right. right? So here it's out there to the left, creating all these symptoms for us when we just very quickly bring it back. But the survival system is much different than the front of our brain, Mm -hmm. which, you know, that's the native language there is talking and explaining and understanding and venting and all these things. But just because we do those things does not mean our survival system has agreed to come back to the party. Right. Now. Right. Right. He's still like hanging out at the door being like, okay, we're not trying to let you in. Yeah. 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 And so really when we, when we can shift this and start really addressing that in the native language of the survival system is the body, mm-hmm. its whole job is to keep the body alive. So all of a sudden, if we start doing the things we did with babies, mm. like rocking, hugging, mm-hmm. sucking our thumb, we don't want to do that as adults though. <laughs> they sound public. <laughs> like, not in public, but many of us still have some of these coping strategies because they actually work. They right. are targeted to that part of the brain and that right. part of the brain evolve so you know now we're using interventions like emdr thought-filled therapy we're using some tapping and meridian interventions Mm -hmm. we're using all these mind body things not to mention some of the uh, some of the the chemical stuff and the hormone stuff to really start talking to that survival system to get it to cool out and join Mm -hmm. the party join Mm -hmm. the healing party Mm -hmm. and um and so gosh i don't even i've said so many things Ultimately, what's really great here is that when our system has learned to to create anxiety and we can provide it support to, hey, let's do something different, all of a Mm -hmm. sudden it really shifts and it changed and those symptoms stop. Mm-hmm. And then the whole brain comes together and say, Hey, why were we doing that in the first place? Mm-hmm. Let's, let's do something better. And they kind of get together up there and, and then they write new codes. And the next thing you know, that spider that may have made you freak out no longer does mm-hmm. right. That look that someone gave you that says you're in trouble, no longer is bothering you. Mm-hmm. Right. That look that your that, that your husband pulling away for a night because he's stressed out no longer is causing you like to melt down and like, I'm being abandoned. Right. Yeah. And all of a sudden we're just accurately understanding there's, there's some 
good and bad here. Let's work through it. And we're becoming more whole. Yeah. So do you think that you have to go through um, processing old trauma in order for that to happen? Or are there ways to not have to necessarily figure out where, you know, the trauma might be, the anxiety might be connected to the trauma. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, I think I hear you saying this. Um, do we have to go back and talk about the trauma? Right. Or even, even know the trauma, I guess, you know, Um, because sometimes there's traumas that we don't necessarily know. Right. I'd say no, unless, Mm -hmm. unless you need to, Mm -hmm. it's like, it's more, I look at this as like what I help the brain do the healing work it needs to do. Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. And it does not need to talk through things to heal things. Right. It does not need to understand things to heal things because mm-hmm. the mind and body are always trying to heal. That's mm-hmm. actually what a lot of symptoms of anxiety, depression, and traumatic stress are. It's the, the mind body system trying to heal and it's not mm-hmm. completing the process that survives. Mm-hmm. And nope. Mm-hmm. We're out. Mm-hmm. And it, it doesn't, and that it has, that can override the healing uh, pathways in a second. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden here, you know, so, um, so I find that people do need to go back and resolve traumas, mm-hmm. you know, but mm-hmm. it doesn't, it's like a, a 20 minute process, mm-hmm. you know, right. the mind body connection is that's an electrical process that all of a sudden, if the survival system comes together with it, it happens quickly. Mm-hmm. So we can process some really painful memories so fast mm. that um, where the brain learned tons of incorrect beliefs about ourselves, mm-hmm. where our subconscious mind has stored uh, all sorts of brain trash yeah. ultimately yeah. or misunderstandings or things that thought it was important, but it was not or mm-hmm. things that were for other people that they projected onto us. And we took them in to mean something about ourselves. Mm-hmm. We can go back to those moments and then the brain can, the, the subconscious mind can run that stuff through the, the healing pathways mm-hmm. and really solve problems because our body is not a problem solving organ. In, in emotionally and right. subconscious mind can't solve problems. They have to move this stuff to the parts of the brain that can solve. Problems. Mm-hmm. And so that process has to complete. Yeah. That makes you sense. Don't get health and wellness without completing. Just like when we make hormones, right back in, in the chemical world, it's like, mm-hmm. we have to make the hormones. Then we have to use them use and them. then we have to break them down. And then we have to release them. Right? Yep. Get them out. Otherwise mm-hmm. problems happen. It's the same thing with events that have happened in our life. If we don't complete the process for them, we will have problems. Mm-hmm. That makes we sense. We'll see old anxieties showing up and we're like, what's up with this? Well, that's old stuff that hasn't made it through yet. So let's right. just help it complete because it's here now and it's trying yeah. to make its way through. So let's just finish that. Yeah. So what are some of your favorite approaches? I know you mentioned EMDR before and uh, are, what is your, I guess, process with helping um, things complete? Yeah, I really use the, an, uh, the I, I'm just going to say it very complicatedly. <laughs> dying over here. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. I might still do that. Yeah, no problem. Um, I, I, these interventions, I really target the survival system because that's the part of the brain that will determine whether something will complete or never complete. Right. And so, uh, so really any intervention that will help the survival system receive the message that it's safe to let this stuff through. Mm-hmm. And, and then it actually responds by joining the team and mm-hmm. the resolves. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to use. And so mm-hmm. my favorite interventions for that are, I like this one called collarbone breathing. It's part of thought filled mm-hmm. therapy, which is the original tapping intervention. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first intervention I love to teach people is EFT, EFT. You know, techniques and tapping right. is so easy. There's yeah. no negative side effects. Yep. Um, 
you can do it wrong and you still get great results. Right. Absolutely. It's a no brain, right. It's yep. like, and your survival, most survival systems are like, yes, yep. let's do this. I hear you. I'm responding. We're safe. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I love that one. I do also use EMDR. I'm really starting to use passive EMDR approaches and I'm really starting to train clients on that and see how that impacts the whole process. My process mm. um, is designed to help people resolve disorders in two to six months mm-hmm, instead mm-hmm. of two to six years. Um, yeah. That's not the right path. That's not the right timing for everyone, but sure. I really, you know, I'm like, I will move as fast as a brain is ready to move. Yeah. They can, they can resolve things really quickly. So um, I've been really adding that in, especially with my clients with um, complex PTSD, mm-hmm. um, which is where um, I'll have them listen to EMDR music or wear some tactile fuzzy, like um, some tactile bilateral alternating stimulation mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. during the day and just help keep their brain in a whole brain state. And, and so mm. um, I like to match people with the right intervention for their system. That makes sense. Yeah. When I'm working with it, I have an online self-study program and I, so I teach four strategies, four interventions there and have them play with it. Mm. Um, Figure out which works best for them. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so, and then they can kind of get a before and after the intervention, which the interventions are like 30 seconds or two minutes. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when they can see how their brain is able to resolve issues or stressors, just in a very short time. And if they get any resolution, then that means that their survival system is listening. Yeah. Is paying attention is responding. And so um, that's when they keep in their toolbox and then they can go do, and then I teach exercises and things like that. That is like, okay, take your tool and help your brain resolve this issue. Yeah. And yeah. You can do it like this. And so I show how to do that and then set people to work on that. But um, when I'm working with people, I will have, we'll start with EFT mm-hmm. techniques and um, we'll pick a stressor and try it out. If it reduces the intensity of the anxiety or the, maybe the stomach ache or yeah. ache or, you know, any mm-hmm. of the, the symptoms that can come up the body has mm-hmm. um, and any of that, then that becomes their their intervention, one of theirs. Yeah. And so, and if it doesn't do anything great, now we know, yeah. let's try the next one. And yeah. so I like then, that. Yeah. And I love the collarbone breathing next. And if that one doesn't, we're just keep going, but I yeah. really, um, between tapping EFT and, um, collarbone breathing that covers a hundred percent of my clients, they might yeah. either love one or the other. And then any of the other ones are just add on good. Gotcha. Yeah. It, it's funny. I was taught EFT the first time, I think in my twenties, And it was interesting because in the beginning I was pretty resistant to it. I was just Mm -hmm. like, eh, whatever, you know, and and then it kind of over time, I noticed it helping more. Now it really, really helps me, Mm -hmm. you know, like I had a really stressful week last week and I mean, I was just tapping like crazy because it was the only thing that was just leveling me out, you know, and I love that tool and I teach it in my program too, because it's, it is. So you can do it on your own. You can really, you can't do it wrong. As you mentioned, I feel for me, a lot of times I'll start tapping and the stuff that's underneath will just come up Mm -hmm. and out. Right. I'm like, I start with sort of what's the forefront, you know, of what I'm experiencing, but then it'll be amazing. Like something will come up from childhood or whatever, just the, it's like the peeling of the layers, you know? Yeah. And, and I think that it's so powerful. Yeah. 
and you can see that that right now we're having experience but it's like there's richer there's richer reasons why yep like this is like our brain is not just choosing crappy strategies no it really thinks this is how it's supposed to be done and it will tell you exactly well i think so because remember when this happened yeah and like you said we don't have to get into the story to help the system heal Mm -hmm. but sometimes it really um you know when i'm when I'm working with a disorder, I'm not just looking at getting rid of symptoms. I'm looking at also creating function. Mm-hmm. There's, mm-hmm. there's some things that we have not been able, the functions we haven't been able to create yet. Mm-hmm. Um, like for instance, if we had a parent with mental illness, we, a lot of children learn how to pay very good attention to the parent, but not themselves. Yeah. So yeah. their internal wiring goes first to the parent and, you know, yeah. bypassing itself. Well, we need to restore the function of the self becoming involved in this process and life becoming about you and you mattering and yourself being the driver of your life. Mm -hmm, Right. mm -hmm. And so when we're using uh, tapping and stuff like that, sometimes it's really good to know the story because you, you're learning about yourself. You're gathering information about yourself. You're seeing that your brain is not just being an an (laughs) a-hole. You can say it. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) We call it what it is here. (laughs) But it's like, there's a real issue and it's actually trying to help. Yeah. And then you say, oh, honey, that is just not helping us, you know? Yep. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden your brain is able to, it's like a, when you're working, like if you took your car to the mechanic and they're like, oh yeah, I think it's this from the outside. They wouldn't be able to fix it. Right. It's like you need to get under there. You need to look at the. You need to get in the. Get close to it. Look at it. And then the mechanic's like, "Oh, I know this what to do." What's up? And, yep. and a lot of times with with tapping, it's like you know, you're or any of these interventions, you're helping the brain get close. Like that. Mm. Those that pain that covers that issue keeps the brain out of it. Like every time it's touched, the survival system takes you out and goes into a different. And so your other part of your brain is like, "But we need that information." Yeah. You know, we need in there and it can't get in there because the pain. And so you're tapping and the, and the tapping is helping the brain process that pain. And so it's taking it out. And so your healing team can touch more of the problem. Mm. And all of a sudden you're getting, you know, it's like using that screwdriver and you're getting that wet piece out of the way and this piece out of the way. And then it's like, all of a sudden you're looking at this problem and you're like, oh, and then you're tapping there, looking at this problem for maybe 30 seconds. And then you notice, oh, and the new ideas, epiphanies, healings, like, it's just so beautiful. Yeah. I love people to have those moments because it's, it's how, it's how the self begins to trust the self again, Mm. how the Mm -hmm. self learns to see the self again, and that it's safe to see the self. And Hey, there's something good behind that pain. And then Mm -hmm. we stop becoming so afraid of the pain anymore. Mm -hmm. And then we start to get curious. And then we start to get, well, what if I could move that pain? What would I get then? Yeah. You know? And it's like, you know, personally, I'm at a point in my, I, I have a childhood history of, um, complex trauma living having I was I was gonna ask yeah it's like we go on the path that we're doing the healing of ourselves first yeah I come from a a family of generational trauma and Mm -hmm. so I'm I really I didn't build this to build a curriculum for anybody else yeah I needed it yeah and so um but and I've been working this journey for a long time and and um and helping other people but I'll tell you what I don't enjoy being deeply triggered and every once in a while I am sure I am like triggered hard. Yeah. Yeah. You know, something will happen, especially in intimate relate, like intimate with yeah. my husband, like he'll say something and boom. Yep. Out of nowhere. Feel all the things <laughs> yep. um, and feel too many things. And then yep. I'm like, interesting, something's happening here and I'll tap with that or with use whichever intervention I want to at the time. Yep. And, um, and gosh, I just, I just feel like I'm getting the gift of, myself back 
Mm-hmm. Like there's mm-hmm. some part of me that was in so much excruciating pain that I could mm-hmm. not find, see, or touch. And now all of a sudden she is no longer in pain. And like, there's this whole reunion. I am, and I did not get in this to do like internal parts work or internal child healing. You know, I yeah. didn't, and now here I am. <laughs> <laughs> the child always comes in at some point, right? What are you going to do? They're in there like, please just love, love me. <laughs> I mean, just love. I mean, talk about, and the antidote for self-hatred is like, yeah. get your system to just process that. Mm. And then all of a sudden it's like that self-hatred becomes, gets converted into this just information and understanding and, and compassion and yeah. self love really. Yeah. And then it's like, you just get to look at yourself with these new eyes. So yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I, I think it's, it's, you put it in such a beautiful way. Right. And I, and I think a lot of women listening to this, you know, are struggling. I see at least a lot of women that are struggling on a lot of levels, obviously they come to me mostly for hormone support or, um, gut support, but, you know, trauma underlies so many of our physical issues, right? I mean, there's, I I've seen it again and again, they do, you know, they eat the right way. They take the right supplements. They do the movement, all, all of that. And things aren't getting better because we have this trauma hanging out still running the show, you know? And so this is why I like to focus on this area and to normalize it for everyone that we all have trauma. Like there's just no way around it, right? You know, I mean, we have, you know, I'm sure you've heard this term before, but you know, the big T traumas and then the little T traumas, but the little T traumas can be just as impactful on our health as those big T traumas, you know, so in things that you don't even know from your childhood that happen. And so I love EFT in particular, and I, I'm so loving that you teach other things that people can do on their own, because that's the thing is hitting that moment, right? Like you just said, when you got triggered, immediately, you're able to have this tool that is going to literally not only help you process it, but it's going to calm down your, you know, yes. your cortisol. <laughs> it's going to, you know, it's going to, yes, yes. Which is crazy. Yes, exactly. Awesome. Because that is such, you know, once we get those hormones going, sometimes like unless we get in there, they're going to be going. And, you know, yes. the thing about trauma and cortisol is that if you have this trauma you haven't dealt with, it can keep your cortisol high all the time. Right. Yes. And we don't want that. <laughs> we and need to run on that. such unconscious levels. Like, yes. Like the brains are only going to be conscious of stuff for so long. And then it's like, you know what? This is here. Yep. Let's, let's just tune it out. Yep. It out, mm-hmm. You know, and that's part of how we survive. But that doesn't mean it's not running through your nervous system continually. Right. You know? And right. Um, as somebody who did an, I did an intervention one time. I teach this one for dissociation now. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I was 40. So four years ago, mm-hmm. and um, I'm moving my eyes. I'm finished. I'm moving the other ways, and I like while I'm moving back, I see this woman's fingertips so close, and I'm like, I don't think I have ever been this present ever mm. in my wow. entire life. Wow! And and as a as a, a therapist, right? I'm like, this proves that we can be in in some level of dissociated state, mm. mm-hmm. right? Like, and then I'm like, how does this happen? And like, you know, <laughs> you mean to tell me? Yes. No, yes. You might be, you, your life might get better more like by yeah. just processing some trauma like yeah. that. Yeah. You might, you, but I've had some times where I've, 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 um, 
I like to walk with compulsions when you can find them and walk with them and use these interventions. Mm. And all of a sudden the brain finally can get a good enough look at it to say, Hey, what is this doing here? And I'm like, yeah, I know. Right. So we're here and then it processes it. And then there's this quiet inside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? And that might, that's what my clients are saying. They're like, I don't know what to do with the silence. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> they're like I've never experienced this before in my life right one of my clients was like there's a nice voice in my head (laughs) where did that come from that's supposed to be there you know that inner criticism is the sign of wounding yeah do you are a lot of your clients coming to you with um do they feel like it's anxiety from work mostly or anxiety from families or is I guess I'm wondering if a lot of people come in with the idea of anxiety from something sort of happening in their life right now versus it being old things that aren't processed? I, I get a, a wide variety mm, of people. Mm-hmm. I get people that have been working on their childhood trauma for decades mm-hmm. and they've been talking it out and they've been like, and it's just, I need to make it enough sh- talk. And I'm like, let's right. Go. Right. It's so just like you, the hamster like, wheel is yes. we're done. <laughs> one zip through this. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Right? Um, I have clients who just, they're like, I don't know. I don't know. I just have a problems. And it's mm. like, okay, let's go. And so, and, mm-hmm. and they're like, this is anxiety. Yep. This is anxiety. Mm-hmm. This right. right here. When this happens, when you're feeling this sense, that sounds like yeah. it's association or yeah. like we're giving names to this blur and buzz of static yeah. in their brain almost yeah. you know, or swirling. Yeah. It's like, no, this is this symptom. This is, and then we're just, we're helping the brain resolve them one at a time. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that it's mm-hmm. not just a big blur of things. Yep. Um, and then I'll have clients that come because they just need the panic or whatever to stop now. And so that some of them, so that is, so we'll do that work. A lot mm-hmm. of times um, they're surprised to find that their childhood that they thought was good is the culprit, which mm-hmm. I hear them. Like, I feel like that was me. Like I, I'm like, we put on some pretty big mental filters yeah. you know, yep. to survive. Yep. Right. And so sometimes there's, and I have people that have great backgrounds that just have, you know, of some stuff that their brain wasn't able to process, which is mm. normal. Not mm-hmm. all, there's a lot of energies to run a lot. There's self-hatred, there's jealousy. There's like you as humans, we got to be good at all of these. And some in our mm. family systems, like we're not good at anger. Like you can have all the emotions, but not anger. Well, that's going to cause some problems. Right. right? right. So right. we'll get in there and get their brain good at doing the anger. And then we'll get in there and, and back do the backlog of anger work and out there running their they're moving forward it's really um the people that have that come with um presenting symptoms that Mm -hmm. want to resolve we do that but then if they have histories of childhood trauma there's these are happening because there's there's usually several systems that have never been built like Mm -hmm. we're you know we're these babies we come in here with all the wiring but our parents are supposed to wire that for us because they're not they've got their own stuff if if it never happened for them they won't know how to do it for us right Right. so we come into adulthood with all this undone work all the materials there it just has to be wired it just has the brain has to get a chance to fire it and wire it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that's some of the work that we do and so Mm -hmm. it's like yes we're going to resolve symptoms and we're and so I kind of layer them together because people only have so much stamina they're not like lots of people want to hit this and quit this right yeah (laughs) separate layers. Yep. You know, it's like, let's put them all together, make it stop and also get the, the building going on. So yeah, absolutely. Well, as you were talking, I was thinking about, you know, my first experience with therapy was in my twenties and it was talk therapy. And that was actually the first time that I even recognized I had anxiety. Right. 
Like I literally just thought that this is just the way that that yes, that everybody lived. And, you know, not that I even thought about our other people living this way, but I was just like, this is just it. My brain doing this all the time, you know? And um, so it was such an interesting experience. And I appreciate now, I mean, this was 20 years ago at this point that other forms of therapy have really evolved to work more with the body and the energy systems and things like that to get at stuff more quickly. Cause while I appreciate everything I learned in talk therapy for like five years or whatever in my twenties, there was still so much to actually truly, like you said, like, you know, sort of bring all together and process it, you know, it just, it just was more that, that hamster wheel. So. Yeah. I find that it's like, you know, let's, let's get it fixed first yeah. and then let's yep. talk about it. Mm. And then it's fun. It's like mm-hmm. a past history kind of thing. Mm, interesting. So, like let's not sit and just talk, 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 and then use an intervention or then bring the mind and body together, then mm-hmm. bring the survival system back in. Mm-hmm. Like let's do that piece first. And because then it won't be painful. It'll, it'll, yeah. there's art, there's beautiful insights. So it's like, we're kind of looking through, wow. And this is why I did this and this and this. And mm. It's like, we're watching the brain make all these new connections. It's never been able to make. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. And so I just, I feel like I, I really hope that, um, we get this growing more because the science is behind this, yep. but I, I would like to see this, um, the neurological, the neuropsychological pieces happen first, mm-hmm. helping the mind body connection connect. Mm-hmm. and feel and get strong like we we have to have systems that can process fear yeah right but the yeah. more we if we if we're experiencing fear and our survival systems jumping out we're practicing going into survival state with this fear energy right and then we're reinforcing that and it's getting big and then it's you know and then we don't have that ability so it's like if we can have successful process a successful practice with fear is coming in and it's moving through the pathways like it's supposed to mm-hmm. it's practicing that it's doing that and brains are supposed to be doing this without our needing to help it so much right it's right to be happening in the back mm-hmm. while we're sleeping mm-hmm. you know those types of things but um so i'd really like to see us do the repair work and wire ourselves and like do the hardware work first and then do the talk therapy. And I think that will liberate talk therapists to do their skills well and really be working with brains that function. Right. I mean, you can look at that brain of someone experiencing anxiety and the brain of someone in a calm state and they are totally different. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, that's really what talk therapy is for. It's like that when your your whole brain is together and your prefrontal cortex, your thinking center can think and be rational yeah. and explore different options. It can't fight energy with the survival system. Every part of us is going to lose the battle with yeah. fighting for energy with the survival system. Right. That's how right. we're designed. And then I, you know, and then when we lose that battle, we think something's wrong with us. We're not strong enough. No, you can't. We right. are biologically designed not to work like that. <laughs> right. Right. You're this like, you can't buy, you. can't buy city hall. I mean, come on now. <laughs> this is not about you. This is not about yeah. how weak you are, how weak will. Right. Like, no, this is brain function. Right. Right. And, right. I, and I think that the more we're working with brain function, yeah. the, 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 the better our results are going to be. Yeah. And unless we're going to feel like we're up a, a failing, losing battle. We're not. We're just, yeah. we need to shift our strategies. Oh yeah. I, I, and I've never even thought about how yeah, how cool that approach is to get the hard wiring in and then talk, right? That you can 
understand yourself more deeply and appreciate everything that you've been through Mm -hmm. if you're not in that painful state going back over it. Yeah. And, you know, I love that too, because, you know, when people do shift with, because people want specialists, right? I don't do marriage therapy. Right. Um, I could blow your marriage up. I'm not trained. (laughs) (laughs) It's not what I'm here for. (laughs) They want that. And it's like, and they can go in that space. They're, they're, they know how to work with their system. Mm. It comes up, right? right? They can say, hold on, I need a moment. Um, right. They can use these interventions there, but, but they're just ready. They're, they're, they're just in a space of ready to absorb and learn. Yeah. And that's beautiful. Right? Yeah. You, we know with kids in school, you can't learn and be in a trauma state at the same time. Right. It's not a thing. Right. Right. You know, so we want to learn how to do our relationships better and our marriages better, but we don't, we're, we're not in a regulated state. We're not in that function. Right. And you just bring up kids. I just had this, you know, thought too, about how, I'm sure a lot of these systems can work much better with kids than the talk therapy approach. Right. And unfortunately we live in a time in history where kids are going through a lot, you know, even just going to school and the fears around being in school, much less social media and all these other things. And so being able to do these types of things with them and really get in at that early age, um, how powerful is that? Well, let me tell you how powerful it is. It is really, it's really amazing. Yeah. It yeah. is children, they're, they're just, you get to help their system process this, these big emotions so quickly. Yep. And you're, you can provide support to that. You know, rocking is good for that, but yep. you know, the kids get older and they don't want you to rock them anymore. Yeah. But when they're like, rocking don't touch me. babies that we're working with their survival system, that's right. what we're doing, right? Right. So, but now it's like, we have a different way to do that. So we can be tapping on them while we're doing this, or they can be holding the buzzies or, and all of a sudden they just shift through it and yeah. they're just growing and learning and they're getting, they're learning how to work with this fear. And so I will have clients come to me and they, they come because they need, like, I need solutions for my kid. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. usually children have matching disorders to their parents, right? Because the parent has wired the child and the parents mm-hmm. will wire the child the way there's our plus mirroring neurons in the brain, mm-hmm. right? Children practicing our emotional states mm-hmm. they're mapping our, our emotional states and so it's right. just a fact so i'm all about like you know let's get your system running well because right. your child will osmose that <laughs> Not yeah really. yeah but yeah but they're soaking no, up everything yeah passing that on to mm-hmm. them through the way that it, with children are created to learn mm-hmm. emotional wellness through the yeah. parent yeah and so but the other piece is that sometimes my my clients can't concentrate because their kid can't fall asleep because they're so anxious or they're having panic attacks. Mm. So then we're using these strategies with their, their, we're, I'm equipping them to learn how to work with their kid. All of a sudden their kid's sleeping through the night. They're like, oh my gosh, it's worked. Um, And then the kids aren't having panic attacks and the kids are this and that. And now there's room for mom to do her work. Yeah. Yeah. Now there's room for dad to do his work. And then now they're going in and doing it. But what I find, even when I'm working with teenagers, is that they haven't had as many decades to make their anxiety, depression, or trauma disorder as complicated and complex right. as we right. have. Right. And so it's like, you know, we do a little bit of work and it's like those things just really travel. Yeah. I mean, sense. Yeah. no matter how I've, I've had children that I've worked with teenagers that have spent most of their time institutionalized, mm. um, and cutting and this and that, and all of a sudden they just you know, when we can't process emotion, we have to get it out. And yeah. whether we're screaming at each other, cutting ourselves, you know, yep. it, it's going to happen some way. Have to. Yeah. And all of a sudden yeah. she has a tool to use this stuff and she doesn't need to do that to her body anymore. Yeah. Right? She doesn't have to sink in depression any longer because right. she can move that pain. Right. And she's getting better and better. And they just, gosh, it's just, it's, it's, it's nothing. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's just nothing. And so it's really, it's wonderful. And sometimes I'm jealous. <laughs> like, I want to go back. <laughs> you know, I'm sitting here working through this stuff, but also teaching brain function and yes. interactions and, and, um, and all of a sudden they're having these epiphanies I had when I was 30. Right. And I'm just like, like I could have had like 15 more 16, years, you know? <laughs> yep. 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 You've been doing this for two months. What are you yep. talking about? You know? <laughs> but yes. Yeah. You know, and, yep. and just, and it's really beautiful when they can do that. And I love it when parents and kids are doing it together. Together. Absolutely. Well, and you were, as you were talking about the sleep issue with kids, I thought about, you know, so many women that come to me struggle with sleep, especially post 40, right. right? Because our hormones are starting to change. But one of the biggest things, so many women will think, oh, I'm waking up in the middle of the night because I have to pee or, you know, something like that. But then they're like, oh, I can't go back to sleep. And, you know, a good chunk of the time, it's actually their cortisol is rising in the middle of the night, you know, when it's not supposed to be, and then you're awake and yeah, you're not going back to sleep when that cortisol is too high and your melatonin has been suppressed, you know? And so, um, this is where the, the sleep thing comes in so much for our hormones, right? Just like, I, I mean, there's a few things that we really have to focus on when it comes to our hormones, but the circadian rhythm is such a huge, huge part of it, right? Everybody's like, let's look at the menstrual cycle. And I'm like, let's look at the 24 hours that makes up every day of the menstrual cycle to start with, right? So getting good sleep is so important. So here we go again, starting to regulate that cortisol, especially during the day, you know, it's not just that nighttime cortisol that has it's impacted by your cortisol earlier in the day too. And of course there's lots of things before bedtime that I recommend to do to, you know, have your cortisol come down and stay down. But again, going back to, if you haven't processed your trauma, the, those are the things that in the middle of the night, you're going to wake up and be thinking about, you know, on some level, you know, it's not, you're not necessarily going to think about that specific trauma, but how it's playing out in your current life. Yeah. And there's, there's really, um, you know, I, and this is stuff that I teach, but there's some, some simple strategies to really get your body to tell you what, what the issue is. Mm. And there's, there's simple strategies to get your whole system to tell you which memory this is. And when it starts mm. like, to get you to be able to pull up the original memory, mm -hmm. you know, it may have happened a bunch of times, but you can get your, that your whole system is, is just, is so responsive, mm. um, that you can, even though it feels like I'm just anxious. It's yeah. like, no, actually you can find which memory this is. Wow. And that's just cool and, and fascinating. But yeah, um, but when, you know, I know nothing about the hormone stuff. Like I really yeah. stay in my lane over here. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> and, worries. Um, what I do know about the sleep cycles is yeah. that, that, that our brain is doing a form of EMDR, which is the rapid mm. eye movement. And it is one of the times for emotional work and mm -hmm. emotional, like it's processing all this emotional mm -hmm. stuff. It's a busy time. Yeah. And so uh, it, when it can't complete stuff, we wake up with nightmares. We yep. wake up with those stress dreams and it's like, mm -hmm. it, it was working on it, but didn't finish. And, yep. you know, so I'll have my clients really work with some, um, uh, use an intervention during that time to maybe you can't get back to sleep. Yep. Mm -hmm. A lot of them do, but maybe yep. you can't get back to sleep, but let's get some of that process, whatever your brain is working on right there. Mm -hmm. Let's get that process so that tomorrow night it can finish, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because we, mm -hmm. it's, it's struggling and, and yep. the brain will always bring into awareness, whatever it's struggling with always. Right. And so, and that's really why we have all this anxiety in our face because it's like, I can't, can I yeah. have some help? You know, <laughs> and then we don't know what we're doing and we're running from it and it's chasing us. And it's like, no. And we're like, leave me alone. You know? <laughs> and we have this internal conflict yeah. and we're divided and then we're falling and it's just, 
And so it's really, I, I love that when we're doing this, we're bringing people back together with themselves. Right, right. Absolutely. Is something like EFT, would that work in the middle of the night if yeah. somebody can't get back to sleep? Yeah. Yeah. And some of my clients, that's all they'll use. Mm -hmm. EFT. Mm -hmm. So it, it doesn't, it's really it just, you just need one tool that you're that your survival system listens to. Mm -hmm. And I have people trial a few because I like it when it works with it fast. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, yep. We're working with an electrical process and we should see results. Well, right. so really it's quickly. like, I'm going to compare a couple and then make some suggestions. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it doesn't matter which intervention. It's just, I mean, some people wake up and do breath work. Yeah. You know, they're really yep. working with that exhale. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and they're working with that fight or flight system. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it doesn't, I don't teach a ton of breath work. I don't mm -hmm. teach it. <laughs> You're like not a ton or any. <laughs> I gossip about it. <laughs> Since I'm not trained, it's just gossip. Yeah. Uh, but it really does work with the mind-body system. It is yeah. like we want to work with the body, how the body works with itself. Yeah. How the yeah. mind works with itself. And it's using those things to shift us into states of fight yep. or states of relaxation and rest. Yep. And yep. So we, we can assist. Yeah. And it's so beautiful because it really, yeah, it comes back to the mind body connection when we're talking about hormones, you know, and why I always say to people, we jump into wanting to get our estrogen lower or progesterone higher, all those things. And it's like, until you deal with this stress component that is creating, you know, the anxiety really stress is anxiety essentially underneath it. Right. I mean, we can have good stress certainly that can motivate us to do things, but for most people, a lot of stress, when they think about stress, it's anxiety that's underneath it, right? And so that's kicking off this whole, whole hormonal cascade that we don't want to go down that path, you know, and especially time and time again. And so that's right. when you start to see those issues, those problems start to arise with, you know, heavy periods, PMS, et cetera, et cetera. And so it's like, this is where you really, you know, and I keep bringing this up because I want people to understand uh, that are listening that if you haven't sort of tackled this area and you have period problems, hormone problems, this this is the time. <laughs> this yeah. is the time to jump on it, you know? And I think this stress issue is really important because like stress is how, stress is brain food. Mm. Like if we actually don't have enough stress, we're not growing, we're stagnant. Right we're moving backwards. The right. Brain right. And so, and then there's too much stress, which is traumatizing. There's more stress than can be processed right now. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's really what trauma is about is it doesn't have to be a big T trauma. It can just be anything the brain hasn't processed, has, yep. was able to process. Right. Yep. And that's mm -hmm. what a lot of the little T's are about is just, and it's like, but this wasn't a big deal. Yeah. And your brain said it's still in there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's still a big deal to me. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. And so, um, but it's like, we really want to this process, this mind body connection with the survival system. It's really, um, it's designed to keep up with all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And if the pain level get, gets too high, it's going to knock off the stress processor. And that means your stress going to back up. Mm -hmm. right? yep. And when you're in a survival state, you gotta, you gotta do something mind body to cope. So now yep. you gotta drink the alcohol, the, yep. this, the, that, and yep. you know, eat the food and all the things to cope. And, mm -hmm. but that's not processing. So, right. that, so you might be doing all the stuff, but the processing work hasn't been done yet. Yeah. And so really when we're processing stress processing, um, th that we're getting that our brain's ability to process the stress, we're growing it, we're maturing it. Mm -hmm. you know? So not mm -hmm. only do we get the benefit of processing the stress, but our brain gets better at it. Our whole mind body system gets better yeah. at it. And then it can really stay in the background yeah. and be moving well. Yeah. Right? And, and there's so much stress in life and it's such an important component. We don't want to have to 
manually operated all the time. Right. We want it to get good. We want to work with it enough that your brain is like, oh, okay, I get this. I can, okay, we're going to do this a lot. All right, let's build a subconscious program for it. Yeah. You know, like yeah. the heartbeat. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, like where it's going to happen all the time and we yep. can count on it and it just gets better and better. So that well, we can get those experiences. Probably. Yeah. And, and I think that that's uh, such an important point too. I was thinking as you're talking about, there's a study done that, um, when people looked at stress, you know, a situation as being stressful in a negative way, it's going to make the cortisol rise. Right. But if they were able to look at a situation as an exciting thing, so kind of flip the script on it being stressful, their DHEA actually raised, right? Which is not exactly antagonistic to cortisol, but kind of, right? DHEAs are sort of anti-aging hormone. And so it's a really, you know, we want our DHEA just naturally diminishes as we age. We want more of it. So things like being able to shift in kind of like what you're talking about, you know, I think I don't know if resilience is the word exactly, but you're setting up the system to kind of yeah. process things in a you know different way than it has. And it's like that literally impacts your hormones, you know? Wonderful. Yeah. Good to yeah. Know. Yeah. I know. I loved it when I found that study. I was like, oh, that's so fascinating. Right. Because again, it goes, and this is the thing I, I just want to add to that. You know, a lot of people jump to mindset and mindset I think is really important, but if you don't process the trauma, if you don't, you know, you can't, you can't just like positive think your way out of things, right? It's like, you have to have your body and your brain on board and then you can really instill that deeper mindset in my opinion. Yeah. No, you know what you can do with, with a mindset work and positivity, you can create high performance, mm-hmm. but you cannot create mental health. and wellness. Yes. Yes. That's a great way of putting it. Yes. Mental health and wellness is created by the brain by processing both the positive and the negative. Mm. Bringing those together. High mm-hmm. performance, you can create, and this is why a lot of high performers are mentally ill and are, mm. and you can tell by the, the lack of depth in their relationships, yeah. the feeling of overwhelm and stress. You can tell these things um, that they're, they're, they've, they've got their mental filter so tightly and working mm. so well, they will exclude all of the negative mm-hmm. and only positive and but they're moving it's like the self is here and high performance is here and they're getting up and they're getting farther away from themselves and it's like this all this this gap in between begins to create a tension and then pretty soon they feel like they're going to break which you are because you're not supposed to be that far from yourself right right right. yeah because when we come in here and we process the negative and our processor malfunctions and it's like well why should i even try yeah, because it's going to malfunction. If you're yeah. avoiding it already, you your system is already evaluated that your processor doesn't work and it doesn't. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. let's get your processor up and processing. Working. Yeah. Yep. And let's just take a couple of little practices with some of these negative emotions that aren't going to spiral you out. Mm-hmm. And let's keep going until pretty soon brains say, well, I think I could do a little bit more, you know, mm-hmm. I think I could. let me, what about this bigger one, you know, and then you're working on that and you're growing this. And then pretty soon the brain is like, okay, what about this big one? Mm-hmm. And then now you're processing that and it's just yeah. changes everything. And then people are noticing that they can have richer, conver- richer connections because you mm. can't have deep connections if yourself isn't there. Of course. Yeah. If your yeah. own way of being excludes yourself. You can't bring yourself to any, your, your relationships. And then you're, the people are saying, well, where are you? Why aren't yeah. you showing up? And you're like, I'm here, but yeah. no, you're not because yeah. you have stayed away from a major part of yourself, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. the dark the the heavy stuff the the stuff that is difficult to see yeah. or know or feel right yeah yeah so and and if that stuff's kicking your butt your whole life I mean 
it's it's not supposed to be like that. It's part yeah. of our team, right? Yeah. It's part yep. of our wellness. And so I am I and I am an I am a high performer. Like I am I am for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I didn't know I was mentally ill. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not, like, I'm I can not speak from experience. <laughs> and I get a lot of clients that come in like this, and I know the rule is do not shake this boat. And I'm like, I yeah. hear the rules. Let's play by the rules because mm. we don't have to shake the boat to heal. Mm, we don't have to crumble into uh, the abyss, but you know what? I also have clients that are in the abyss laying there, you know, let's go, let's look around this place, this abyss, you know, and let's get it processed while we're here. Yeah. And all of a sudden they start popping up into this positivity and growth and wellness and resilience and strength. And then they have both worlds, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's Mm -hmm. what we want. We want, Mm -hmm. we want our high performers that are totally detached from themselves to start not being so like the, the abyss is not going to kill anybody. Right. I mean, no, that's not true. The abyss does, but we can be skillful with the, the abyss and it's, there's rich wealth in there. There's there, our self is in there. Yeah. Yeah. You all know? the, so all the beauty the and the tragedy and all of that that comes with it. Yeah. And bring exactly. it right. being whole. Ah, oh, I love it. Such yeah. an amazing conversation. Oh my God. You brought so many good points out and I'm so excited for everybody to hear this. So let them know where they can contact you. Yeah, I am found best on my website, rachelmcleod.com. And my name is spelled like Rochelle, R-A-C-H-E-L-L-E-M-C-C-L-O-U-D, which I'm sure you'll have the link there. Yep. But mm-hmm. If you're looking for me, that's me with all the letters. Um, and on there, um, you will find um, my email list. You can jump on there. I, I have um, my the um, eight-part curriculum, Inner World Transformation, that I've developed for resolving symptoms of anxiety, depression, and traumatic stress. and moving mm disorders into remission um that's there and um yeah all yeah. sorts of goodies and then my website my facebook group is there it's so it's it's definitely a place where you can connect and yeah and youtube and all the good stuff sweet stuff. yeah we'll have we'll definitely have all the links in there so people can find it you directly so Thank you again for being here today and sharing all of this incredible information and your story and everything. And I know that so many people are going to be inspired to really, um, maybe they have known for a little while that they need to tackle this and now they're going to be ready. So appreciate that for having me. Yeah, absolutely. All right, you guys, I will see you next time.